Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. An estimated 116 million Americans suffer from chronic pain each year. The result isn't just prolonged pain. Often, chronic pain can lead to decreased activity levels, anxiety, depression, even job loss. The causes of chronic pain can vary widely, and so can the treatment. In today's episode of Move Forward Radio, we'll talk to physical therapist Mary Kay Zane, who describes what chronic pain is and isn't, explains the effect of physical pain on an individual's psychological and emotional condition, and vice versa, and gives important advice for friends and family of individuals suffering from chronic pain. Input from our guest is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. You can learn more about chronic pain and how a physical therapists can help at moveforwardpt.com. With that, here's our interview with Mary Kay Zane. Mary Kay, for the purposes of this discussion, what are we talking about when we're talking about chronic pain? Well, there are really many different kinds of pain, and chronic is one type. We have acute pain, which is the type you have after you've had an injury or a surgery or any time pain is kind of a new problem that you're having. Usually we think about acute pain as something that lasts for a short time, maybe up to three months. It can go on a little bit longer, but generally most acute problems will resolve within about three months. Chronic pain is a type of pain that lasts longer than this, and we generally think chronic pain lasts beyond what we would expect to be a normal healing time. It lasts longer than maybe the three months. If you had a sprained ankle or something like that, you expect it to heal within probably 12 weeks, but in some cases, the pain will continue beyond that time where you expect it to be healed. Then we consider that to be a chronic pain. There actually are different types of chronic pain. Let's then dive into that a little bit more by talking about maybe what isn't chronic pain. So are there any conditions that have, say, long-term or ongoing pain, but that aren't really considered chronic pain, at least from a physical therapy treatment perspective? Well, chronic pain is any pain that's, by definition, lasting longer than the three months. So there are situations where pain is ongoing with say, arthritis, where you have a chronic inflammation and wear and tear from aging. But that pain kind of comes and goes. It's more episodic. It comes and it goes. But it's still considered a chronic pain condition. Is there an age at which someone is predisposed to be affected by chronic pain? Is this something that we become more likely to experience over time, or is it completely random to the individual? No, we we don't really see that there's a relationship between age. Anyone can get a chronic pain at any age. It seems more that the factors that might predispose someone to chronic pain is when you, you really focus on the problem, worry about it a lot, and have a lot of fear and anxiety about it. And so if that's the differentiation, when you're trying to determine if something's chronic pain, You mentioned already the time factor. Is that the major factor in terms of determining if it's chronic pain or is severity related and and things of that nature? Well, it's not really as simple as that. We look at a a lot of different things. The first thing is how long has it lasted and do we expect whatever that particular problem is should have healed by then. 
So time is a factor. And then we look at the fear avoidance and avoiding it and being fearful of it. We look at that as those are kind of like warning signs that maybe this person has a chronic pain syndrome or is acquiring a chronic pain syndrome. Another factor is that sometimes the pain will appear to be out of proportion to their physical presentation, you know, how they're moving or the activities that they're doing. It just seems like there's more pain than maybe what we might expect. So I assume that I can have chronic pain really for any injury, right? Are there any injuries that are more predisposed to chronic pain, or it sounds as if really could be related to any injury? Well, any injury can become chronic, that's true. How long it's going on and how intense the experience is will predispose someone to a chronic pain. So from a physical therapist's perspective, let's say I have chronic pain in my shoulder, how does the chronic pain treatment differ compared to if I just come with an acute injury? Well, with an acute injury, we know that we have to control inflammation right off. And so there are treatments that we're going to do using ice and compression and rest. And then we gradually move into returning to normal activity through exercise. With a chronic pain that's gone beyond that, inflammation usually isn't a problem. So we don't tend to need to do heat and ice and those sort of things, although those are good to do if it makes you feel better. So with chronic pain, when that person comes to me with pain that is not getting better, I need to look at that person individually because everybody's experience is different. And we spend a lot of time of just finding out what that person's activities are, how they're participating in their normal life with work and family. And we spend a lot of time just getting to know what that person's experience is like and are there triggers for pain in those experiences. For instance, I had a lady who came to me who had been treated for chronic elbow pain, and all the treatment she received was appropriate for her problem, but she did not get better. And then when she came to me, just in talking with her, we found out that she was in a rental apartment that had a washing machine, but it wasn't connected to a faucet. So she had to fill her bucket eight times to pour water into the washing machine. So we looked at, well, maybe this is the problem. There's something triggering this pain and not allowing it to go away. For her, that was pretty straightforward. We have her stop doing that and then see things settle down. It's just a piece of the puzzle is to try to remove something that might be triggering the pain. I might be reading in between the lines incorrectly, but it seems to some degree that once a condition becomes chronic, one of the core things that you need to do as a physical therapist is just address the person's emotional frustration and try to get a realistic sense of how best to address their emotional state over their their condition. This is true. With chronic pain, it's really a multi-dimensional kind of problem because you have the physical component and you have the emotional component or the psychological component. And then we also, what we haven't talked yet about is what happens to the nervous system, the nervous system adjustments to a chronic pain. So when we work with the patient, we have to look at all of those things. So generally the easiest thing to look at is the physical part of it, which is what we were just discussing When you have a chronic pain, with the emotional part, we're getting a lot of messages going up and down our nervous system constantly, and it actually 
creates changes in how the nervous system processes. It makes it much easier for the pain signal to travel in the nervous system. And the consequence of this is that it can affect you psychologically. It can affect memory. It can affect how you're communicating with other people. You might feel a little more awkward in communicating. It can also kind of keep you focused always on the pain because the nervous system is interpreting all these signals as that there's danger, that something bad is going on, and so you can become very focused in and distracted from everything else because of this constant pain. So when you have a patient in this scenario, you gave a great example earlier of, of almost doing detective work into someone's lifestyle and discovering that lifting the water is, it was contributing to this condition. When you're trying to determine these psychological changes, how do you go about doing that? Is it just talking to the person about their lifestyle? Is it based on physical examination? How are you trying to sort of get to the bottom of some of these cases? Well, for the emotional and psychological components, there's questionnaires that we can have a person fill out. They answer the questions, and it kind of points us in a direction of whether this is a problem or not, whether fear and avoidance of activity is a problem, whether the pain intensity and the type of pain they're having is a problem. So when you start to treat someone who has a chronic condition, do you have to treat the condition from an acute standpoint as well? Is that the starting point, or is it a completely different angle of approach? Well, I think when you first are seeing this person, we always want to rule out any type of disease process that might be going on. So you do still examine them and look for what we might call a red flag, that there's an acute problem maybe also or underlying this. For instance, if reflexes aren't working or there's weakness in muscles, that might indicate that, you know, like a nerve is being compressed by something. We still want to look at those things. Sometimes we'll recommend imaging if we find those kind of signs just to rule out anything underlying that might be causing this pain. And then once we know that it's pretty clear that none of those are present, then we know we're dealing with the chronic pain syndrome where the pain is a result of the processing in the nervous system. So maybe somebody isn't experiencing pain, but they've suddenly lost strength. Is that a common symptom as well? It's not a common symptom. I think it's more common to not have findings. Most acute problems will already have been picked up before we get to this phase. But things can change at any time, so you always have to to look for them. If someone's listening to this right now and they're in a chronic pain scenario, they've probably seen multiple people already. They've seen a physician. Hopefully, they've seen a physical therapist. They've tried to work on this problem, and it's not getting better. What now should they do? The first thing is that you want to continue to try to live your life doing things as normally as you would do, going to work, interacting with your family, and just trying to keep a normal kind of social life. As far as physically what you want to do is continue your activity, but maybe change it up so that maybe you do things more slowly and just set lower goals for what you want to accomplish. So in one day, that day maybe instead of cleaning your whole house, you will set your goal of cleaning one room or even maybe just doing one activity like you're just going to dust that room one day. You have to adjust how much you're going to do. And then... If you're tolerating that okay, then you can gradually build up the activity, maybe for a longer period of time. 
Another thing you can do is to continue your activity but rest off and on. So you do it for a little while. When you feel like you need to stop, you do stop and rest. And rest doesn't mean going to bed. It means getting in a position that's more comfortable where you feel improvement. If someone has chronic pain, are they really looking for a cure or are they looking for management? What's a realistic outcome or improvement for most situations with chronic pain or does it vary from condition to condition? I think that everyone who comes to see me would say they want a cure, even if they've had the pain for 10 years. When you ask what they want, they want to be rid of their pain and suffering, which is very much what you would expect. Is that realistic for the most part? The longer you have the condition, the more unlikely it is that you're going to cure the pain. What we try to do is look for things that maybe have not been covered in the past, try to bring in, you know, new treatment. We try to find ways where we can modify the pain so that life can be lived more comfortably. The best is to prevent chronic pain in the first place, which means that if you have a problem that's not going away, get treatment for it. The sooner that you get treatment, the less likely it will become chronic. Right. And then related to that, you mentioned before in the past how much lifestyle changes are a part of this. And so therefore, I was thinking about if somebody's a family member of somebody who has chronic pain, what can they do to support that person? Well, sometimes the best answer is to not support them quite so much. It's hard to see a family member who's suffering. And so our natural response is to take over their job, to administer to them, and maybe pamper them, that sort of thing. I mean, that's just the natural response that we have when we see someone in pain. But that might, in fact, feed into their pain and disability as well. They need to be encouraged to do those small things and to do things for themselves so that they can feel better about themselves. It's important for the family to understand that there's a difference between experiencing the pain and experiencing an increase of symptoms for a short period of time doesn't mean they're harming themselves. So that it really is safe for them to do their normal activities, but they need to change it up the way we discussed earlier. So... If somebody comes to you with chronic pain and their hopes are down, they've been dealing with this problem for a long time, for the most part, do you usually tend to find that there's always some other avenue that hasn't been tried before, some other way of attacking the problem that can not only lead to hopefully different results, but also just to an increase in spirit that there is change, that there is hope? Well, there is a lot of hope out there because there is a great deal of research being conducted in this area, and every day we're finding more and more out about chronic pain and what's causing it. We know so much more than we did even five years ago. There are chronic pain specialists out there, and there are exercises that you can do to actually try to change how the nervous system is processing. So, for instance, we know that changing what you believe about your pain can actually change your nervous system so that it is less sensitive and creating pain signals. If you believe that there's a serious problem or that something terribly is wrong, just those thoughts can enhance pain perception. But if you can understand that that most likely is not what is going on, if tests have shown that there is nothing dangerous happening in your body, then just those thoughts can help to control pain signals. 
Excellent. So just the takeaway message seems to be the chronic pain person just needs to have hope and be moving forward, and a physical therapist is somebody who can help manage them along that journey. That's right. You want to continue to understand that with the chronic pain that there's no underlying disease that is harming your body, that you're not in danger, that you want to focus on that and that you can continue to live your life and not let that pain run your life for you. You can learn how to manage with the pain and that's something that a physical therapist is very good at doing, teaching you how to use your body without flaring up your condition, how to gradually increase your activity in a way that isn't making you feel worse. And in the long run, it is possible that that pain symptoms can be improved. Excellent. Mary Kay Zane, thank you for your time. Okay. That's it for this episode of Move Forward Radio. For more information, be sure to check out the Physical Therapist's Guide to Chronic Pain Syndromes at MoveForwardPT.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at MoveForwardPT.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com slash radio.